0: blog talk radio
1: eh up everybody welcome to another edition of Sports Urban Legend along with my co-host Macaulay Matthew I'm of course William Ramos What's up Mac how you doing
0: Hey man what's up how's it going
1: I'm good man glad to have you on the show as always
0: Thanks for having me as usual
1: All right and thank you equally uh, um thank you ladies and gentlemen for listening to this episode and on today's show we're going to talk about um the winter meetings um approaching um, in Las Vegas with, um, you know, the Mets, the new Mets GM, Brody Van Wagenen, and, of course, the longtime Yankees GM, Brian Cashman, you know, are, are down in Las Vegas, uh, Las Vegas, you know, to try to make some moves for their respective clubs. We're going to talk about that and the latest um, hot stove rumors. We're also going to talk about, um, you know, the, the Knicks losing to the Nets, um, you know, the the NFL with the the Jets trying to get revenge on the Bills and the Giants battling their um their foe their longtime foe uh Redskins in Washington. And um, you know, we'll talk about the stuff that you guys would like to talk about as well. Um and of course to do so so, you know, you gotta give us a call at nine one seven three eight eight four one eight nine that's nine one seven three eight eight four and So feel free to talk about um any of these topics and more, even the um uh the Tyson Fury fight uh versus uh Dante Wilder uh fight that happened on uh, last Saturday. we we'll, we could also talk about that as well. But um yeah let's just uh lead off with some baseball. And uh the biggest news in baseball right now is that um, the Nationals, <laughs> they they um they put all their money. I guess they're in Vegas, so they wanted to gamble, and they basically put all their chips, all their money, on Patrick Corbin turning into an Ace after he had, you know, his best year, you know, this this past season, and uh, they gave him a six-year, like one hundred forty million dollar contract. Um, which basically all but ends uh, Bryce Harper's uh, tenure with the uh, Washington Nationals. And here's my take: Sure, Bar- sure, uh, Patrick Corbin, you know, he had a good year this year, and you know, he could be on the up, you know, on the up. You know, he could have found something similar to Wheeler, you know, finally living up to his potential, but. To give him six years, one hundred forty million dollars. Come on, man. That's that's just a to me. That's just a poor investment, in my opinion. I could be wrong, but he's not worth one. He's not worth one hundred forty million. I mean, could he? I mean, he could be one of the rare people like Serger. You know, the only the, the only pitcher I could think of in recent history that actually lived up to the to the contract of being an ace, getting paid ace like money. But um, yeah, me personally, I wouldn't have made that move. I would have, if I was Nationals, I would have signed Dallas Keiko cheaper. You know, um, you know, sign Nathan Avaldi, which uh, you know he resigned with the the Red Sox, or go after J A Happ, which the Yankees are rumored to re-signing. Uh, you know, what what's your thoughts on on the state of the the Nationals? You know, signing Corbin. And, uh, you know, of course, which which as of right now, it looks like that's going to be the end of Bryce Harper's tenure, according to, um, I think, the GM or the owner.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I, you know, I wanted to see Patrick Corbin in the Yankee uniform, but, you know, he took the, you know, the bigger contract. The Nationals were willing to go all out to sign him for that big deal of $140 million. I mean, I don't think he's worth 140 minutes, but I think he's a good pitcher. You know, I think, you know, he's going to, you know, he's going to be one of the uh, best pitchers in baseball next year. Um, And now, is he an ace? I'm not sure because their nationals are paying him like he's an ace. I'd say he's more of a number two, number three guy, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know know if he's an ace yet, but, well, he's going to have to prove it next year, but. Yeah, I mean this contract pretty much, you know, uh, it pretty much says that Harper isn't going to come back to the Nationals maybe, um, but it's still you know it's not a for sh- it's not a for sure thing because you never know, you know you I could see him probably coming back although the chances are very slim right now but there's always a possibility that he returns to the Nationals if not then you know Phillies are still in play Braves are still in play. Maybe Yankees, but you know, right now it's uh, it could it, he could go anywhere right now, so who knows?
1: Yeah, I think the the better bet of him going would be to um, would would be him going to um Phillies or 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 Yankees. I don't see him coming back, and um, apparently the the Nationals owner Mark Lerner, um, you know, agrees with me because. This is what he said on um, 106.7, the Fan FM in Washington. He said, well, when we met with him and we gave him the offer, we told him this is the best we can do. We went right to the finish line very quickly, and we said, if this is of any interest of you, to you, please come back to us, and we will, and we'll see whether we can finish it up but we just couldn't afford to put more than that in and to be able to put a team together that had a chance to win the NL East or go farther than that. So um, he said, if he, if he comes back, it's a strong possibility. It's a strong possibility that we won't be able to make it work, but I really don't expect him to come back at this point. I think we decided to move on. So that's, that's the take from the owner Mark Lerner, of the uh, the Washington Nationals. Um to your to your point, um I agree with you. He's going to be a uh, number 3 starter, you know, um getting paid ace money. But luckily for him, you know, he's going to be in a in a, a strong rotation which has um you know, the aforementioned Max Serger and um and uh, Strasburg you know you know uh, you know um heading that uh workhorse of uh, you know of a staff you know you know if, obviously if uh Strasburg can stay healthy that's his only bugaboo but you know you got two you got two aces at the top and then you have Corbin being you know at number 3 so the pressure's going to be off him you know for the most part you know being the number 3 starter i mean obviously being in the first year of his this big contract he's going to Feel a little pressure to try to live up to it, but you know, fortunately, for, fortunately for him, he's not going to a team that has a horrible rotation and he has to shoulder all the load, you know. So I, I think he's going to have, like you said, I think he's going to have a, a big year, you know, in Washington. But as of right now, I don't think he's. I don't think he's worth. The, I don't think he's worth the money. I think they overpaid.
0: Yeah, I mean we'll have to see how he performs. You know he's gonna have to live up to his contract now. You know he's pretty much gonna have to, uh, you know, pitch like he's their ace, even though the yep. Nationals already have an ace. You know, so. But you know it does help the pitching staff a bit. You know, so uh, it does make the Nationals a contender next year. But you know if they can't re-sign a. Uh, Harper, they're gonna lose, you know, some hitting. Mhm. Yeah.
1: Losing Harper is gonna be a huge hit, especially if he goes to um to the Phillies. You know. Yeah. You're gonna have to see them see, play against play against him like 19 games a year. You know, that's gonna be that's gonna be tough. Yeah,
0: it is.
1: The only thing that could be worse uh, of um. Bryce Harper going to the Phillies would be him going to the Mets, you know. Yeah. But obviously that that's a scenario that's a unlikely scenario. Even um uh, Brody Van Wagenen said that um you know it you know it's, you know um unless if they could um create, you know, um create a create an um, opportunity that, you know to have payroll, payroll flexibility. They can't they're most likely won't be able to pursue him or machado type player but um yeah, so most likely as a result most likely Mets are gonna be going after um a j pollock who's a who's a right handed uh batter uh from the d backs i mean the guy he has potential but he's always he's always hurt you know he he plays you know pretty good defensively at center field but you know he's he's always hurt i mean he hit i think uh, 21 home runs which is a career high for him but you know he could never stay on the field me personally i i would uh i would i would rather them go after um well i mean other than Harper i'd rather see them go after a guy who has you know you know um you know, who has the potential to have a, a good year or a bounce back year? Like let's say um McCutcheon, you know, that's a guy they were to go after all these you know, all these years, you know, before um the Giants acquired him and then of course Giants traded him to the Yankees at the um trading deadline uh this past year. I I haven't heard Mets and him linked at all yet. So I think that would be a, a you know, a good move to make. Or or Adam Jones. I mean, Adam Jones. You know, he he's a very good player. I think I, I still think he has you know some some left in the tank for the Mets to go after. Or even uh uh, uh to me, this could be even a, a interesting pick too. You know, going after uh Billy Billy Hamilton. You know, sign him to a, a spring training invite because if that guy could 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 be a consistent hitter. You know, he could be a, a beast that, uh, you know, in the, the leadoff spot, this guy has sold 50 bases a few, you know, several years ago, several times. But this past year, he only sold 34, which still would have been, you know, great with the Mets, you know, at this day and age or any team. Yeah. So that that could be a, a spring training invite or maybe, you know, move to, to make on the, you know, the, you know, on the, um on the cheap. If if Mets don't oversp you know overpay to get a guy like that, but I haven't heard rumors with him really connected to the Mets either. And then of course you could there's also um, you know veteran guys on the final leg of their years like um, Granderson, which I think is the end for him, or even um, Hunter Pence. But but I don't I think he only plays the right field, so that wouldn't be a natural fit. So maybe him. On a spring training deal, you know, playing right or or whatever, you know, or, or a, sh- a hitter off the bench could be a, a, a out of a bo- out of the box kind of deal um, for the Mets. But um, yeah, Mets need to improve that. Uh, you know, the offense they they need they need a power righty bat. You know, they're they're very lefty or they they're very left handed um, heavy, but if you if you could get a guy who could hit, you know, that that's all that and plays great defense, at least good defense, you know, that's a the guy they need. And then on the catcher side, you know, they they're they're going after Rio Muto, but they're gonna have to give up um, Rosario, maybe Conforto, or and or um, Nimo, and you know that's that's it's way a too lot. much. That's a way too much, man. As much as I'd love to see JT Realmuto, man, I mean he he would he would give them a two-way catcher they haven't had since uh, Gary Carter, you know, in, in the 80s. Obviously, Mets haven't had an offensive catcher like that since Piazza or or um, in a small sampl- sampling for a few years, uh, Paul LaDuca. But um, it would be you know it would be great for them to have uh, you know a, a, a catcher who could hit and and plays great behind the plate. You know, because that's that's very important, especially for for a young pitching staff that the Mets have. They need that leadership, just like the um, the '80s Mets teams needed a Gary Carter to mentor them to to get to that next level that they that
0: they um, needed to get to.
1: You know, to get that that ring in '86.
0: Yeah, you know, J.T. Realmuto, he's a you know that's that's a guy that would be a great fit for the Mets, but yeah, I mean, the Mets are going to have to give up a lot for him, you know, and yeah, I don't think it's worth giving all those pieces for one guy, so yeah, you know, Mets, Mets might just have to I mean, if Mets could, uh, you know have some other prospects to trade, you know, to get him that'd be great and that way yeah. they could keep Conforto and some of the other guys, but you know, we'll see if that deal happens. Right now, you know, there's a lot of rumors that you know it looks like the Mets are the uh, front runner to trade for him. Yeah, but they they're gonna have to. To me, I mean, I wouldn't want to
1: give up any of those guys. But to me, out of out of out of all those the three, to me, Conforto is is not is is untradeable. Yeah, he, he's untouchable, man. You cannot trade Conforto. I mean. Nimmo, I wouldn't want to trade him either. I mean, I wouldn't want to trade Rosario too, but, I mean, you got to give up something to get something. But to me, there's no way you give up Conforto. Conforto is that's – a, that's, a, that's a guy who, who, who has a lot of potential. I mean, this guy has uh, – I think last year he hit 20 home runs. Um, uh, a few years ago he hit uh, 27. So I mean, this guy—he's a—he's a, he's a, a thirty—you 30, know—he's a thirty threat, thirty home run threat. You don't—you don't give up a guy like that. And he has that work work ethic. I mean, you know, Nimmo, Nimmo could grow into a, a twenty home run type of guy too, you know. But you know, and plus he had—they both have that work work ethic, you know. That you know, basically that blue collar Met blueprint that those guys have. You you, you can't give up on guys like that. And and then Rosario towards the end of the year, he he started to live up to his potential, hitting for more triples. And I mean, who knows? Um, him playing with uh, Cano could have a uh, a great a uh, great effect on him. You yeah. Know? But uh, shifting gears to to the Yankees, do you know who uh do you know who was uh, Bryce Harper's idol growing up as a Yankee fan?
0: Derek Jeter.
1: Uh, I would assume he loves. Actually, him no, too. no,
0: not Derek Jeter. Mattingly.
1: Uh, he could, he could love him as well, but that, that's not from what I heard.
0: Uh, uh let me get one final guess here. Uh, let me see. Hmm. I'll say Paul O'Neill. Nope. Really? I'm not
1: saying he couldn't have... He couldn't love all those guys, but apparently his favorite Mets... I mean, rather, favorite Yankee growing up is the new current Mets, Robinson Cano. Don't you Oh, know?
0: wow. Really?
1: Wow. So, apparently, Cano is his favorite player. So, that's why some yeah. people are thinking, hey, maybe this lead to him going to the Mets. If Mets could mm-hmm. give him a deal that's comparable to what he's looking for, but then again... He turned down a uh, he reportedly turned down a 10-year $300 million contract with the Nationals and as we all know Mets <laughs> it'd be a miracle if Mets gave half that money.
0: Yes, that's insane money right there. So
1: yeah, I don't think there's a scenario I would ha- I would there would have to, there would be probably very few scenarios that I would turn down a 10-year a $300 million contract. Yeah, I can't think enough. of one one but I'm sure there there would be there have to be a scenario okay that would
0: make me not sign it. I mean, right for that c- contract. I mean, there's only a few teams that could even offer him that type of a, a better deal. Dodgers since so they have the highest payroll. Maybe mm-hmm. Cubs. Yeah, well, Dodgers. Yankees, I don't. I don't think Yankees would would offer him that that type of contract or Coles. You know, Yankees are not yeah. spending as they were in the past and, you know, mm-hmm. seeing how conservative they were in the Corbin, with the Corbin mm-hmm. uh, negotiation. So, uh, right now, you know, the Phillies, the Phillies had money to spend. So, so I'm oh, thinking yeah. maybe Phillies, Dodgers, you know. Yeah, I
1: think it's, yeah, I think it's Yankees, Phillies, Yankees, Phillies, Dodgers in that, well, hmm, I'm kind of, Yankees and Phillies, I give them equal footing, because Phillies are definitely in on them. There's no doubt about that. And then again, and then again with the Yankees, you never count the Yankees out. If the Yankees, if the Yankees sneeze and they they like, you know what? I think we have about like three hundred million to spend. You know, why don't we just go after Harper?
0: That's a lot. Okay, just
1: do it. They'll just they'll just do it. And then after they're like, uh, Brian Cashman could be sitting down, you know, drinking a pina colada you know, at the winter meetings, and he's like, hey, you know what? I'm bored. Let's give uh, Manny Machado a 11-year, $400 million contract. Let's do it.
0: I think right now it, it looks like the Yankees are leaning more towards Machado um, since yeah, we have good. a bunch of outfielders right now. So getting Harper wouldn't make sense either. You know, Yeah, it wouldn't. It's clogged up. But Machado wouldn't yeah. make sense because D D's going to be out. This season, and uh, you know, with Machado, uh, you know, he's not gonna get the money that Harper's getting, but you know, Yankees probably would spend, you know, probably spend money to get him. So it looks like absolutely. uh but you know, Yankees are in the play for Machado again, sounding like
1: yeah, absolutely. And then plus there's rumors Yankees are, you know, they're they're rumored to be going after, uh, you know, Kluber and uh, and Bauer from the from the Indians, so. You know, Yankees have that ability to to just, you know, get fix their problems like that with a snap of a finger. So, wouldn't it be surprised if they if they end up with any of these guys.
0: I also hear Cubs are a strong contender right now. Also, they're they a got Schwarber in a deal with some prospects. So, they're in discussion with Cleveland right now. So, that, yeah, so that, you know, a lot of teams right now after Kluber. I mean, I'd love them to come to the Yankees. You know,
1: yeah, I would rather I would rather Kluber than uh, than Bauer.
0: Yeah, well, Bauer, you know, he he's, he had a good year last year. You know, yeah, he did. Year he last year, did. I mean, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I definitely want Kluber because you know he's been yeah. consistent, more consistent yeah. than Bauer. But I'm so, and I'm 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 you know I'm shocked that
1: um there's not that much talk about Dallas Keiko signing anywhere because I thought and it still could come through true but I thought as soon as he came you know free agency started him and Yankees you know would have been like hot and heavy you know with the trade rumors with I mean not trade rumors with the free agency signing especially how he had their number you know in the postseason you know
0: yeah I thought that would have
1: been a perfect thing and especially with the Red Sox too because you know Red Sox love to get Yankee killers you know so I thought the, the rumors would have been hot and heavy with, with, with both of those teams after him.
0: Well, I mean, the last two out of three years, you know, Keiko has been, you know, he's been he's been up and down a bit, you know. Yeah. Uh, the twelve and eleven record last year, over three point seven ERA. Year before that, he was good fourteen and five at two point nine. Year before that, is nine and twelve of four point five. So he's been up and down a bit, and you know. A lot of teams probably don't feel like he's a true ace. Maybe, I guess so. Even though he's, you know, he's
1: a bulldog, and you know, in the postseason he pitches really well. I guess yeah. maybe that's, you know, maybe you know. I guess they feel like he's he's um getting, you know, he's um maybe turning for the worse, kind of like um how people, you know, they're trying to they're trying to trade for Bumgarner. You know, Bumgarner's a phenomenal. Postseason pitcher, and obviously he's a good uh, regular season pitcher, but um, you know that they're gonna; those are two guys you gotta keep your eye out for, you know the yeah. you know to for teams to try to acquire. But yeah, he he did take a hit, you know, um, he did take a, a hit uh, ERA wise this year, and maybe that's why teams are like like you mentioned, teams are getting a little leery of him.
0: But yeah. Uh-huh
1: he he definitely should be making more money than corbin corbin should not be corbin should not be making that money
0: yeah that's, that's a big contract
1: congratulations to him if he could get that money you know that's that's on him but uh shifting gears yeah let's talk about the jets and um yeah man Jets have been losing a lot of games and um Basically they're gonna to try to get revenge from early this year against the Buffalo Bills. And it's gonna be a matchup between two rookie two rookie uh quarterbacks and uh Darnold who's supposed to make his return after missing the past what three games and um and then he's gonna be battling Josh Josh Allen. And uh I'm 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 thinking that uh you know the Jets are gonna get the revenge on the road. You know, snap this losing streak.
0: About you? Well, I mean, uh, Josh Allen has been playing very good, you know, since he's uh since they put him in the starting lineup. You know, I think he had like two touchdowns. He did throw two interceptions. Um, the week before that, he had a, a touchdown. But the thing is, he, had, you know, he he's a good running quarterback. So he's not a guy that stays in the pocket. He'll like, you know, run run out and get some rushing yards. So he could be dangerous. Um, yeah, and you know the Bills have made a lot of uh, you know they let go um, Calvin Benjamin and someone else I forget the name but they have some white young white receivers right now so right now they're a hungry team and uh, they're still in a I think right now they're they're still in the um, postseason hunt aren't they aren't they like close to five hundred I think. Yeah,
1: something like that. Yeah. got that number?
0: Four and eight. Um, well you know, actually, well actually they're about four games on the five hundred, but you know they're they what, two games out. behind the Dolphins, I think. Still make a run here and probably, you know, fight for that last spot, that that card, the last wild card spot in the AFC.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be a tough task for the for the Jets 'cause, you know, he he he's been young and hungry. He he's a two way player, he could He could run, and, you know, obviously, he got that throwing ability. So, yeah, it's going to be a tough task for the the Jets, but I think Jets are going to – it's going to be a close game, but I think Jets will pull it out
0: in the end. Yeah, it's going to be close. I mean, Jets have done. man, I I can't remember the last time they just won a game. They've lost like six in a row, I think. I can't (laughs) remember either. I've
1: not been watching the games. I can't remember either.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's like they're
1: all a blur. They're all a blur, man. They, they just keep losing.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's
1: so I can't even remember. I can't remember. I can't even remember either. <laughs> but um, so Darnold will be
0: starting tomorrow.
1: Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna start against uh, his um his uh what you going call it his rookie class quarterback Josh Allen.
0: Yeah, so. that should be a good
1: matchup. Good matchup, you know. Hopefully, you know they'll have many many years of battling out with each other. Yeah. For at least Well, I can't say supremacy because Tom Brady is always going to be there. Seemingly yeah. so they'll be battling out for the AFC East. Uh, they'll be battling for one of the wild but in the AFC. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Should be a good game but um shifting gears the giants the giants are gonna be um on the road in washington against their their rival uh Redskins, and they're gonna be facing a familiar face um uh mark San- sanchez, formerly known as the sanchez and you know he's he's getting he's getting to start because you know the the redskins uh quarterback you know been been injured. So basically, Mark Sanchez has a chance to resuscitate his career. And um he's going to be battling, you know, the, the Giants. As you know, the Giants are trying to fight for respectability, you know, after losing recently. So we're, we're going to see what happens because they were going on a run. They were winning some games and then they got a loss to end their momentum, but um, you know the Giants are, are are trying to you know play for respectability.
0: Yeah, well, right now they've been uh, I mean they've been playing well, you know these last several weeks. They've won three out of the last four, with that loss being one loss being to the Eagles. But last week, yeah, yep. they they defeat the we Bears in that wild game. You know, yeah, they they blew that game to the Eagles, so they could have won that. You know. So, yeah, and they've been playing they came back and won against the Bears. Yeah. Last week they won against the Bears, you know, in OT in that wall game. So they've been playing real well. You know, offensive line's been playing well. Defense has been stepping up at times. Uh, the only thing that tomorrow they're not gonna have Odell. Looks like he's uh he has a a bruise uh quad. He has a quad injury, so he's gonna be out. So you're gonna need some of these other guys like um, Sterling Shepard and uh, Saquon Barkley to step up, you know, in his uh, in his absence. So hopefully, they continue this uh, playing well. And who knows? It's it could they could probably still make the playoffs if they win out. You know, they're four and eight. Could win four more games, finish eight and eight, maybe go to the playoffs as a wild card. Hey, crazy things have happened. I doubt it,
1: but I mean. It's-
0: they haven't been eliminated yet. You know, it's it's possibility. I remember back in '99, they were four and eight. They ended up winning the next four games to finish eight and eight, but they still missed the playoffs by, I think, by a game or two games or something like that. So, you know, it's it could happen. It could it could very well happen. You know, this if they keep on playing well like this. You know who knows, uh, it, but it might be too little, too late.
1: Yeah, they're gonna definitely need to rely on uh, San Sanchez. You know, having a throwback game and having, you know, the the offense firing all, all you know on all cylinders uh, to get them that uh, that that
0: victory right there uh, yeah, tomorrow. The Redskins, uh, their they their their quarterback situation is a mess. They have uh, they they had, uh, the main quarterback, um uh I forget his name again from Kansas City, um Alex, uh, Alex Smith, he got he he's out for the season, injured. Then Colt McCoy gets injured, you know, last week and bring up Mark Sanchez, then you'll probably you'll probably see Mark Sanchez get injured by a giant and he's out with a butt fumble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: Both but uh, the football. fact that got yeah, he he's definitely going to lean on uh, Adrian Peterson, you know, get
0: some rushes. Yeah. You know. I think uh, the Giants are uh I think they pull one out here in uh, Washington. I think it's going to be a close game, but uh I think uh I think the Giants are going to find a way to win this one, lean on Barkley.
1: I think so. And um and then uh what you to call it, I guess uh, the the Knicks. Knicks they, they got their um what kicks by the Nets. This is like the second time they lost to the Nets this season.
0: Yeah.
1: To my to, to my memory. On their home
0: floor. Season?
1: Yeah, I know. This time it's at home. Uh, you know, Kander, he had a good game, you know, he had twenty three points, fourteen rebounds, um and, you know, he was efficient on the floor, you know, making 10 of his 13 shots. Uh, Milikina, he finally played, you know. He, he really, he, he, he's he been missing the past couple of games, which caused a controversy and trade rumors swirling with him. Um, you know, he had seven points, um, had only three assists, but uh, he he was three of six from the field. And then Trier uh, had 15 points. And, uh, yeah, basically, the Knicks got their butt kicked, especially by um, Spencer Dwinwiddle and uh, Rondé Hollins-Jefferson. They both scored uh, 25 points and uh, 20 points, uh, respectively. Um, so, yeah, man, they the Knicks are going to have to turn it around, man. I mean, obviously, you know, they're not going to make a postseason run, but getting their butt kicked by a team that uh, now is on a two-game winning streak because the the Nets um, won a game last night to um, snap their eight-game losing streak. So now they're on a two-game winning streak, and uh, Knicks are going to have to turn it around.
0: Yeah, man, they have to – Knicks, man, they can't – this team can't play defense if they're life-dependent on it. I mean, it's well, the same can. old story, you know? Absolutely. Uh, these young guys, you know, I like that they, you know, they play up and down the court. They have the athletic, you know, you know, and, you know, they're playing with a lot of energy. But on the defensive side of the ball, you know, they can't guard anybody sometimes. And they're being down, like, 15 or 20 points and then have to, like, come back in the fourth quarter. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's getting tiring to see. Yep.
1: They've been having this problem for for the past, past okay. almost twenty years, with the exception of twenty twenty
0: thirteen. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: twenty thirteen. That 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 uh, Jason Kidd, Tyson Chandler team they had with uh, you know Marbury and uh, not Marbury, Carmelo and um, and Stoudemire.
0: Right.
1: And then that's the same old story. Knicks Knicks play to the to the um level of their their opponents. Horrible team. They play horrible good teams, they they go down a huge, and then they try to come back, and then they lose with, a, with another moral victory.
0: hmm Yeah. Same story.
1: But, yeah, Nick's, Nick's got to turn it around. No, no more we could say about that. And uh, lastly, <laughs> something that needs to be turned around is WWE, man. Like, what is going on with WWE, man? Like, it's like rinse and repeat. The villains keep being up on each other. I mean, they're running out of storylines that basically, basically, um, Dolph Ziggler out of nowhere turns into a babyface again and and has beef with um Drew McIntyre.
0: Well, you saw. So, that I mean, coming.
1: yeah, I mean, we knew that was going to eventually come, but I thought it have been maybe Drew McIntyre turning face and then attacking, turning on him, but um that. That wasn't the case, but we knew they were going to break up eventually. Yeah, sir, I thought no earlier. yeah, I thought so too, especially with the whole S.H.I.E.L.D. dissension thing.
0: Yeah.
1: And then, of course, they were feuding with the S.H.I.E.L.D. with Dean Ambrose, who has a whole germophobic um, gimmick he has. Last week, he had a, to take shots just so he could go to Houston this past Raw. And he debuted a whole new Bane gimmick. (laughs) You know, (laughs) he should. He might as well have that whole group that those masked men. They should. They should be in his. He should have a faction with them. Like, they should be like made up of people. You know, like from NXT. You know that um basically that are that are coming up. Have a basically like um the the what's the team I was thinking of um Nexus kind of like a Nexus kind of thing. With Dean Ambrose, you know, maybe Sanity. Sanity would would have been a good group for him to debut with. They have well, I mean, actually, they already debuted already on SmackDown. But that would have been a good like. You need a group that's that's like crazy, you know, that fits his style. You know, I think that could have made it work. But yeah, I mean, other than that, Raw has been garbage. I mean. Becky Lynch is, is basically saving WWE all, all by herself, you know. She's going to be fighting Asuka and uh, Charlotte at the TLC pay-per-view event, you know, help permitting because of the concussion and, you know, that she, facial injury she faced, you know, during the whole um, Survivor Series uh, angle, you know, as, by Nia Jax, you know, punching her in the face. But, um, yeah, we're we're running out of time. So, you know, Mac, I want to thank you for coming on the show. And I want to thank you all, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to Sports of the Legend. I'm William Ramo. He's Macaulay Matthew. And I'll see you guys next week. Peace. (laughs)